we, we, we should rap about things that we like, like, like food. That's right. You bugging ass death, you know it. We're gonna be like the Partridge family, but with food. You like food, don't you? Got any uh, white bread? Yes. Oh, wait. I am the spaghetti. Duval, you're not the spaghetti. I am the spaghetti. Let go of the lid. Just spaghetti in here. Is this organic? Sure. Is it grass-fed? Yes. Cruelty-free? What's so special about the cheese maker? As the saying goes, you are what you eat. And I am freaking cheese. <laughs> How are you, Sal? Good, Beso. How are you? I'm good. I'm always good when I'm drinking cider and eating cheese. Ooh, that gin's delicious. That's really clever, isn't it? It's not the cheapest drink in the world. Isn't it? How much was that? Eight bucks. But you know what? Still, you'd pay 12 bucks for a gin and tonic. Mm. Good gin and tonic. Eight bucks. That's going to be two, two and a half oh, yeah. drinks. A couple of drinks. You know, you'd be better off getting a bottle of gin and it's nicely marketed. It's beautiful. It does look refreshing in the middle of Brisbane's chilling winter. <laughs> so we're sitting here in t-shirts. T-shirts. You have got a fire on. It's typical Brisbane winter. We're all sitting around in the same stuff we were in summer with a fire on. <laughs> it was great last night. We're sitting by the fire and I said, we could be in snow. You know, we're sitting Except there. For it's we're sitting there. Twenty degrees outside. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I laughed the first night. I put put my fire on. <laughs> my mates in Dunedin are like, we don't even we don't even have the heater on. What are you putting a fire on for? There's something about an open fire though. Oh, sure. It's just you know crackling away. Yeah. Taking the chill off the air. Although last night, the whole house smoked up. We we're like, shit, all Not the smoke drawing. alarms are going to go. It wasn't drawing properly. Well, I think it was drawing properly. I think we just kind of spread the fire out over the whole <laughs> fireplace when it should have really been sitting back towards oh, the, back. the back. So, yeah, right. I've got one of the little insert ones. It goes really well. Yeah, right. But our house is great. Our house is typical Queenslander. It leaks heat like you wouldn't believe. Yeah. Which is probably good or else you'd boil to death. Yeah, but, you know, in a proper house you'd probably use two pieces of wood for a whole night and one place you've got to keep it cranked to keep the house warm. Yeah, so right. We get pretty cold, though. We get five-degree mornings. That's pretty cold. Yeah, I was out west on the weekend and that was freezing. Mm. I actually woke up in the middle of the night and I was cold and I had to put the heater on. <laughs> mm. I was doing that thing where you put the doona up and you breathe under, you know. Yeah, keep warm. To cry and keep warm. <laughs> I do have some um, some podcasting housekeeping since oh, we, yeah. since it was proven without a doubt that we have more than one listener this week. Oh. Hi, Rain. Yeah. I would, I would like our three <laughs> listeners to go to iTunes and rate us and leave a comment so oh. that we so that we can, can get more that? listeners. Yeah. The no more ratings and more comments you get on iTunes, the higher up. Oh, I'll go so. and comment. So if, if you get a rating and a comment, you go up the section that you're in. So if people are just randomly searching for food podcasts, oh, then they might actually I can go and re- rewind us. under the, my eight different identities that I have. 
Are you a spy? <laughs> Speaking of eight different identities, have you been blackballed by the Australian chef community yet after you ripped them on the last episode? I can't really remember what I said. But I don't think you were really fond of the clam bacon, Lisa. Oh, that was shit. But anyway, that's all right. They never, no one ever responded to that either. That's what I felt really chipped off about. What, it just went went through to the keeper? No yeah. one really cared. No one cared. No one cares. Mm. Take your money and that's it. Surely Noosa Food and Wine, the show care, like that, because... I don't think so. I mean, because it's an event. I mean, it's an amazing event and it keeps on getting better and better and better. Yeah. So, you know, feed like, feedback like that. They don't want me on podcast or on Twitter Bagging it out. Bagging it out. I mean, but, you know, no one listens. Mm. So yeah. that's that's the problem with today. You just jump on there to have your say to get it off your chest. Uh, it's interesting because, like, quite often we get complaints about sausages being too salty. And wow, you sort of need to know how to um, filter feedback. Because yeah. the sort of people that complain all the time about something. You're a pain in the ass. Well, but they're the ones that they're just going to com- they're going to complain no matter what. Mm. But when someone who doesn't complain very much complains and mm. says, "Oh, look, I actually think this about something," that's mm. when you sort of need to perk up and listen. Yeah. Because um, like I said to one of my customers, I said, "If if you go to a, if you go to a sausage meal that's got no salt, no seasonings in it." Mm. Then the people that complain Sawdust. might be happy, but the, the the sort of people that you're actually who are actually buying those sausages all the time will just stop buying your sausages. They're not going to ring you up and go, "Oh, this sausage hasn't got enough seasoning," because they don't really know. They just no, go, "They'll oh, just go and buy another one." Yeah, this sausage okay. is tasting like crap now. We'll just go somewhere else and buy sausages mm. there. So mm. you can't please all of the people all oh, the time. No, ever, 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 ever. There was a really interesting thing on Will Anderson's um, podcast. He was talking about, you know, when he live tweeted the Logies. Can you remember? That? Yeah, yeah. And he was he's saying how unpopular that was, particularly with the Logies people. And he's like, you know what? There's never been a comedian that's been more popular than unpopular. Comedians have always got more people not liking what they do than the people that like what they do. Or don't know that they, or just don't know about them. Like you never, you never. There's never more population that likes you than either don't know about you or don't like you. Well, that's the problem, I think, when you have become high profile because it's only the people. It's like that poor bastard Pete Evans. Mm. You know, I mean, anyone would think he was selling crack cocaine. <laughs> For fuck's sake. He he's doing a little bit like the um, uh, like the. Big Brother thing where it's almost like he's gone, well, I'm popular right now. I'm going to um, – there's a really – Just keep stirring that pot. There's a really funny um, uh, mm-hmm. fake – it wasn't – I don't know if it was from The Onion or from someone else like FPS Comedy News or something, but it yeah. was, you know, Harper Lee who wrote To Kill a Mockingbird? Yes. And how she's got a second book coming out like 40 years after Mockingbird yeah. came out. yeah. And they had like a, a, a fake interview with her um, her agent, yeah. and, and it was like, yes, well now that the second book's come out, we're also bringing a third book out pretty much straight away, and it's um, Harper Lee Cook's Paleo Mockingbird, something like that. And they're like, 
Well, Harper hasn't actually really contributed to Pete Evans has written the book. <laughs> but we've got some pictures of Harper in the front cover. <laughs> it was just And that's what it was like. Jamie Oliver went through that stage where it just seemed like, you know, everything had his name on it. But he sort of turned it into an industry where he goes, Well, I'm quite happy to pour myself out if I can take that money and do there is a there is a fine line to being oversaturated. Yeah. Like you know, like Jamie, his message is good, but yeah, there is a time when you'd be like, "Oh, is it you again?" He's off. But he's been around for like he's sort of gone through that and come through the other side a bit, mm. where I don't know, people that like him sort of understand that he's got the stuff that he does to make the money that so he can do other things. Pays his empire. Mm. And yeah. then there's the stuff that he sort of really deeply personally believes in. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, no. He's good. He's a good egg. I don't think there's any chef that's become really popular that's not sort of hauled himself out a bit, is there? Well. What about the guy from um, um, the guy from Spain who, who owned that amazing restaurant that's been shut down? The guy from Spain that owned that amazing he's restaurant. The, he's the gastro, uh, what do you call it, the molecular gastro. Oh, guy. um. You know, Bull Eye. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen his range in color. No, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, he's a little bit more underground, isn't he? A little bit more under the radar. Don't think he really cares about the fame and fortune. But you know, you've got what's his Adrian Zumbo, is he? It'd the- be hard though, it'd be hard if all of a sudden, you know, I mean chefs have always made such shit money and they've been in these dark bloody kitchens and no one's ever given a shit about them. No what stupid hours. And now all of a sudden yeah. they're like rock stars and, you know. Why not? I'm, I'm, so I, you can kind of see, you know, why they sell shit stock and, you know. I'm definitely not having a go at them. Like if you're. It'd be good though if someone, if one of them had the balls to pull them all together. Well, I'm sure we've discussed this before. And, you know, form some kind of. Cook's Co-op, where they represented the small producers that don't have the money to pay them but yeah. need the profile. And, you know, like, it's funny because on one hand George goes, you know, support your local producers and use this and use this, and then then, then he's supporting Coles. Yeah. Who, you know, yes, Coles do have small produ- producers in there, but, yeah, but they're, getting screwed. they're getting screwed, you know. Nope. As much as they say they're not, oh. we all know that they are. They're, they're, they're completely getting screwed. And, like, I can remember the first... Uh, series of Jamie's show where he took all the underprivileged kids and taught them to cook. Yeah. And like they were they going, made a restaurant out of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, was, you know, fair enough. You yeah. know, pay the TV bill something like that. But like he was taking them to the to the butcher and they were like, you know, go and buy this and they were just going in and buying it. And he's like, well, you don't go into the butcher until, you know, you know the butcher and you can ask the butcher where did this meat come from and if the butcher can't answer that question, you don't buy that meat. Huh. And then... But then he's also at Woolworths where, you know, you never yeah. you never know where anything comes from, really. No. No. So we've oh, all, we've all I know. Oh, some, some of us. Wish know. I had an opportunity to discover what mine was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, in the uh, Who just, knows? Just on that, we are available for sponsorships <laughs> on this podcast. Am I still sponsoring us? <laughs> yes, you are, actually. <laughs> Every week. <laughs> I should put a um, 
I should put like a uh, like a coupon code and see if anyone walks in and buys some furniture with the coupon code. That would be hilarious. We'll get a QR code going on our little thing. Oh, far out. funny. So have you eaten anywhere spectacular this week? Well, what have I been doing this week? I had a little trip to the country, as I told you. I went out to um, Allara, mm-hmm. out near Warwick. But I was cooking out there. That was kind of interesting because I was cooking out on a farm where they're quite self-sufficient. So that was nice. They've so done, yeah, yeah, I have, I have, I have. They've got a local butcher, and he came and um, did up a lamb the other day. So then they're going to do um, their piggies. Pigs got very well fed on the weekend. Anyway, they're going to do pigs and a cow, and then going to do sausages. That's amazing. Anyway, it was good. I had a big dinner party. They ate and ate and ate and ate and ate. And ate. That's what you want, though, <laughs> when you're cooking for them. Then I had 80 for lunch, so that was fun. 80. Weekend on the farm. How many did how many you do that with? Well, that was just me. Wow. Seriously? And I had a couple of helpers that were running the food, but I just, well, it's not that many, 80. I just made some pies and salad. And I get stressed at seven. At the moment. But it's about picking the right thing. Mm. So 80 people, we made 10 pies. Yeah. Eight serves per pie. Well, we got 10 serves per pie, so there's enough for seconds. We just made some big salads. Okay. That was it. A couple of terrines. So did you do that before you went? Um, or did you do it all there? Did it there. I did cheat. I bought some terrines off... Um, is it Stella Bella pate or anyway? She makes this beautiful duck pate. So I, I mean, terrines. So I bought a couple of terrines. I cheat a little bit. Mm, you got it though. Yeah, and then I went and I bought. There's a place in Brisbane called Pamela's Pantry. Okay. Yeah. And she does that beautiful old-fashioned cake. Yeah. So I went and bought a couple of pear and cinnamon loaves. So you just do stuff that gets them off your back for a bit. Yeah. Gives so you a bit of space. Gives you breathing space so you can actually get the stuff ready. Mm. Time management. That's what when I look at these cooking shows, I think seriously their first class should be about time management. You see them doing these meals and stuff and you just think, freaking hell, you're never going to get done. I can tell them about time management. Uh, <laughs> I have a very hard deadline for dinner now. It's half past five. Dinner has Jesus. to be on the table at half past five. So who cooks dinner tonight? Uh, Vanessa will cook dinner. How's your flatmate going? Good, yeah. What does Vanessa cook when she cooks dinner? Um, she will cook whatever's there from leftovers. <laughs> she doesn't like going to the shops. Yeah. Um, does she like to cook? Yeah, she does. But I think she likes to cook when she's, like, in the right headspace. Yeah. I find cooking... <laughs> Sorry. Crazy sausages. I find cooking relaxing sort of no matter how stressed I am. You know, it never sort of makes me more stressed. Yeah. Whereas mm-hmm. if Vanessa's stressed and tired and over it, then it'll be something frozen that's in, yeah. in the freezer and gets yeah. Um But, like, last night I didn't get home till half past four and I wanted to have roast chicken. Jeez, that's push. Yeah. So I did the, you know, yeah. Um, put a little cross and a lemon and stick it in the microwave yeah. for two minutes mm-hmm. so it's super mm-hmm. hot mm-hmm. and then stick that in and have the oven cranked and it was it was a little chicken and yeah, it was made it yeah. 
Yeah, I suppose an hour's still an hour. Um, I did didn't use. I, I uh, got a couple of extra drumsticks, and didn't use the breast meat. Put the breast meat back in the oven for just a little bit longer because it wasn't quite done. Yeah, right. But um, yeah. Did your flat? Potatoes, did man. your flatmate cook? Yes, he's a he's a he really likes cooking, but mm. he doesn't have those building blocks of knowledge that you need to be able to cook. Just cook. Yeah. So when we cook, he either cooks with me there, like the stuff that he knows how to cook, he can cook well. Yeah. So like you know, he can cook salmon, or mm. he can cook steak, or whatever the stuff that he knows. Mm. But if I threw a piece of pork at him and said go and cook a roast pork and we had it with applesauce and and you know the, the potato what do you call the potatoes with your you cut little bits in the top and you put butter and um, parmesan cheese down them shit i don't know baked no, potato no no you get this there's a name for them you, you get a potato yeah whole and you put like slices in it and stick it in the oven and they open, sort of open up a little bit never heard of it really what are you doing what is that yeah so you're gonna put raw potato and you time and, and I usually put it in a in a spoon, a wooden spoon, you know, with a little bit of a um, mm. dip in it so that you can't cut all the way through. Yeah, right. And so you cut it like sort of slices mm. all the way through, and then you stick it in the oven and those slices open up. Yeah. And then you get parmesan, fine parmesan cheese, it's gotta be really fine, and mm. butter and throw it in some melted butter and then you pour it over the top and then every twenty minutes or so you pull it out and you get that butter that's melted back into the bottom and you pour it back over the top and it goes really, 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 you get like like a crunchy fan. Get out. That sounds fantastic. What is that called? There's a name for it. I can't remember. Crunchy fanned potato. Freak, that sounds amazing. Just invented a dish. No one else does that. Who does that? Never heard of it before. I I wouldn't have invented it. I got it from somewhere. Um, Gosh. Um... Wow, I'm going to do that. Oh, you know the, the one I saw in Epicurious because I follow them on Twitter. Yeah. And them and Munchies because they're always good little ideas. Sorry, just eating cheese. Yeah. I'll move away from the podcast. <laughs> that is the name of the podcast. You get a get an onion and same sort of thing. So you cut it, leave the base on, mm. cut it sort of three quarters of the way down mm. and you cut it into 16. So it's got a, so half and half and, and like so you've got sort of segments mm, like the orange chocolate yeah. you get. Yep, but and then I haven't tried it, so I don't want to show. It. I think that then sort of opens up a bit, mm. and you dip it in. Uh, so just like a, um, you dip it in flour, seasoned flour, egg wash, and then back in the seasoned flour, and then you deep fry it. Get. And it looks like the most amazing flour you have ever seen. Like this, it's almost like you've got some exotic flour and um, battered it and deep fried it. That is like fucking posh onion rings. Yes, that's what that's what they. That's exactly what the article said. Is that what it's called? Fucking posh (laughs) onion rings. It was something like the moat, you know, with the way all headlines are. You will not believe how amazing these onion rings are. That, that does, they drive me nuts. But yum. So I'm trying that one. I like anything deep. I'm gonna try that one too. Maybe not on the same night as a potato. <laughs> Although that would be a bloody good night. My local pub de- definitely believes in deep frying everything. What's your local pub? Oh, uh, the um, you know the one at the base of Tambourine. Um, oh, I've got a brain brain thing. It's where all the bikies go on weekends. 
like the kangaroo or something, but it's not that. I'll look it up. No. Um, you don't get there often enough, obviously. No, definitely not. <laughs> but it's it's it will probably be somewhere where we can go, and the kids are a little bit older because they've got they've got like animals, and it's all. They've got one of those play yards that you could, with a locked gate on it, no, with a pool gate. No, unfortunately not. <laughs> they might get one by the time. Yeah, they might get one by the time you're allowed out. I mean, that's a couple of years away yet, yeah. surely. Yeah. No, now they're Curtis locks those sort of things. Yeah, I know, but. And you want the ones with the nice soft, um, <laughs> the nice soft rubberized bottoms. So Landing. You can just, yeah, they just. They're not going to. Um, they're not going to get crunched. So you can actually enjoy dragon. a whole beer. How can you forget the name of the Bearded oh, Dragon? I have no idea. It's called the Bearded Dragon. It's a lovely... What's, what town's that in? It's at Tambourine. Oh, okay. But it's at the bottom of the hill. Not at the, It's not Tambourine Mountain. It's Tambourine. So. Right. Um, but, the, yeah, they deep fry everything. Deep fried mushrooms. Yeah. Uh, and it's good, but they don't sort of... Mm. They don't understand balancing. So you get a plate full of everything deep fried. Just all fried. Yeah. So, because, you know, if it had good, um, if it had a little bit more balance and it was just a good park and we get there, like, you know, once every couple of weeks, Sunday lunch or something, take the kids down. And, but, yeah, it's a bit bit too deep for Might look a bit naff if you start pulling out your own pickles to balance it out. <laughs> <laughs> look, I've just brought this green salad with me. Is that all right? Don't mind, do you? <laughs> And they've got this most amazing rosemary hedge. It's like five foot high and 20 foot oh, long. Oh, what? Five foot high? Wow, I love rosemary hedges. Always good when you put your hand up in the air for a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even notice. This cheese is good. So that's mm-hmm. Kenilworth Tasty, which is delicious. It's really nice. And that other one's Utter Delights Triple Brie. And I just have to, I'm a bit obsessed with paste at the moment. So I've gone back to good old Maggie. How was Maggie the other night? I know you don't watch MasterChef, but you know the ads where Maggie was laughing hysterically because she had chopping under the box. I still don't understand why they um, they cancelled Cooking and Chef. Maybe he got too busy or something. Like Did they cancel or did they just quit? Did they quit? Maybe they quit. Probably had enough. It was one of my favourite shows. Oh, was good. Because it's just a really nice balance. Yeah, it really actually did show the difference between a chef and a, and cook. a cook. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And, you know, I mean, he was a very good chef, which was lucky. Mm. <laughs> lucky he was casted properly, but, mm. you know. Yeah, it wouldn't have been how good if um, the cook had <laughs> outshined the chef every, every single week. Every single week. <laughs> she still has... Probably my most used thing in the kitchen, which is that sour cream pastry. Oh, yeah, that's good. Mm. Just foolproof. You know, I look at those kids on MasterChef, right, they're chucked in that thing and they start whipping out these recipes for stuff. And I think, have, do they have a recipe book under the bench? Or do they have to remember? I want to know what goes on behind the scenes. But you'd kill it on that, wouldn't you? You're going to have to find head. out. Yeah, it's all in my head, but but I, that's not me. These people are just people that cook at home. They'd be like you going on there. Mm. And then all of a sudden them saying to you, oh, now here's some lemon myrtle, go and make something. See, I'd be fine with that, but <clears throat> so there was 
was it you? Someone was being very snarky about someone not knowing how to temper chocolate. No, but I was being snarky about that dipshit the other night saying she didn't know how to use a fryer. Oh, I'm not going to play the fryer. I don't know how to use a fryer. Turn it on. Plug the fucking thing in, you dickhead. But that's what I mean. Some of them are so stupid. That's their base knowledge. But I don't know how to temper chocolate. No, I can't temper chocolate either. I don't even know what tempering chocolate. What does temper chocolate mean? I'll tell you, make it all shiny. You've got to take it to a certain temperature and, you know, hold it there for a minute and cool it and it goes all shiny. As soon as they asked me to do like a chefy skill, <laughs> I would be fucked. I would be. But if you said to me, "Here's some lemon myrtle and and butter and potatoes," I'd go, "Yeah, sure, I can probably do something with that," because that's sort of how I cook all the time. Yeah, but I was watching the other night, right? And they um, it's interesting. I reckon the ones that succeed actually are the ones that always end up in the cook-offs. Yeah. There's a little dude in there, his name's Johnny, and he has either been voted out or going for an immunity pin, so he's always cooking, yeah. always. He'll end up going quite far in the competition because he doesn't miss a thing. He's always yeah. cooking, whether he's it's learning. to save his ass, to get immunity, he's always there, whereas all the other up on the balcony, you know, woo, aren't we glad lucky we're not down there? Yeah, not it's like, nah, anything. yeah, sucked in, that, you should be down there. That was so... I put an entry in and then got to the point where <laughs> you have to commit to quitting work. Oh, did you did you apply? Uh, second series. Ah. Um, actually, Vanessa applied for me. She's like, you should go on this show. And I was like, yeah, because you know how I feel about reality TV. She's like, no, it'll be really good. You'd learn some stuff. And I'm like, yeah, okay, maybe I would learn some stuff. So I put an entry in. And they came back and said, okay, you have to rock up at this time for the audition and have to sign this and you need to take this much time off work. And I went to talk to my boss and he said, enjoy your career and whatever you do. <laughs> <laughs> was that, that was that Elf? No. Oh, you no, went there somewhere else. Was. Yeah. Um, and it was fair enough. Like, you know, yeah. I'm a sales rep, it's a small company. They must oh. not give me 12 weeks off or whatever. You know, mm. It's it's not a short amount of time. Mm. And then you look. Now, why do they cry all the time? Yeah, and they they pay you. Like it's not going to cover your mortgage. What they give you. What do they pay you? Oh, it's hundred bucks a week. Something. What? No. Because they they put you up, they feed like all your accommodation and everything, and that's paid for, which is fine if you're single, you know, because you just send you two hundred bucks home to pay your rent and whatever, and then Mm. you know everything else is taken care for. But if you've got to pay more than two hundred bucks. They might do now, but it wasn't very much. Far out. So we, oh, yeah, no, I'm not that. Because I, and I watched, then I watched a couple of the episodes and I'm like, I'd be fucked. Because as soon as they asked me to do something chefy, I'd, I'd fail. No, you wouldn't, I reckon, because if you knew that you're going on, mm. you'd just be sitting back at that house going, far out, I'm going to learn to temper chocolate tonight. Yeah. I'm going to get some chocolate, I'm going to temper chocolate. Tonight yeah. I'm going to learn to, so far, one of the chefs <laughs> last night goes, Where's the chinois? And they all go, what's a chinois? <laughs> right? And I remember one of my very first times in a kitchen, I used to work for Peter Rollins in Melbourne, and some guy goes, get the fucking chinois. And I went, I'm telling him, I go, chinois? What fucking chinois? What's a chinois? Is that like a like, Asian <laughs> or something? No, it's just a, a, a strainer that's in a oh, try, right. you know. Yeah, yeah, the one that comes to a point. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
anyway, but it's so funny. I remember Tara going, Chinois, what's the fucking Chinois? Quick, 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 somebody help me. <laughs> but the chorus, that's hilarious. Anyway, that's funny, that show. Quite like it. So you, would you, do you reckon you'd kill it if you went on there? No, no, sh- no. I don't know how I'd go under that kind of pressure. I think they get competition fit. Yeah. Like they're in that, they're in a bubble. That's all they're concentrating on all day, every oh, day. Yeah, for sure. So you've got nothing else distracting you. So it's very hard to even imagine yourself in that kind of situation. And to be honest, the other thing that I'd fail terribly at is the uh, emotional. <laughs> the, the the game like you know like yeah. you, you're sort of selling yourself emotionally yeah do, do, do you know what I mean like you've got to make yourself sympathetic and I could just imagine them going so you know is your mother sick no nah. <laughs> sorry any problems in your childhood really <laughs> do you feel sad to be without the partner yeah so <laughs> do you know what I mean like, I'd fail miserably at that even it, if I like because I, I would I would really miss Vanessa yeah. and now it would just be insane mm. like, with, without the kids um, but I just don't think I'd come across that way <laughs> well it was funny because the other night there was this chick I can't remember her name Melda or something anyway but she was boring as batshit I went she's boring she'll be off soon no tears nothing you know even when she was excited she was kind of like oh that's oh oh I'm so excited I thought oh that's not enough it's not enough. You need to make your face look stupid. Your hair's not wacky enough. You're just not interesting. So I get yeah. while they're honing in on the ones that howl and look weird and are kooky and crazy, and yeah. they must really kick themselves when those ones can't cook and get <laughs> voted off because <laughs> it's a bit like now we're stuck with all these dead shits with no personality. No. But, you know, how, <laughs> how do you pick that? They, they would sort of have to keep a balance. Like. Johnny's great because he's a crazy little gay guy that quit his job as a uh, – he was a hostie on a – for some airline. Yeah. And, you know, so he's given up a lot. He's really talks from the heart. His lip quivers all the time. He may even have braces. I don't know. But it's great. <laughs> You're like a junkie cell. <laughs> I read, I've got this really funny series of books where the whole premise is that this chick in the real world finds a way to go into books. Yeah, right. And she ends, she's a cop and she ends up joining the police force of, of books and her, um, her uh, sort of thing, her test that she has to pass to get into the force is she gets dropped into this Enid Blyton book, you know, like, <laughs> which you would think is just like, mm. you know, soft as, and mm. yet she had to replace a blind sheepdog for another sheepdog so that everything would work. Mm. But the townspeople captured her and they were, in a, they were because Enid Blyton's got absolutely no emotions in it, Yeah, they're all emotion junkies. So they they capture people that come into the book and kill them for the guilt <laughs> because they OD on the guilt for killing someone. <laughs> and so wow, she plays what them off. What drugs were they on when they wrote that? She plays them off and 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 basically you know um, takes them on like makes them happy and then makes them sad and then makes them guilty and she goes, oh, I'm pregnant. If you kill me, you would have killed my unborn child. They're like, oh yeah, give it to me, <laughs> <laughs> give it to the emotion. <laughs> and then she's like, 
and you'll never know how bad that would have made you feel. And walks off, and they're all like lying on the ground, twitching with emotion. Oh like, god, that's hilarious! That's, that's what I think of when I see you tweet tweet the um, shit about reality. <laughs> I think I like it because my mind's so busy during the day. It's a total. You know, and then I'll I'll turn over to some really great docker and I'll just think, nah. Yeah, I'll tape it. And I'll think, oh, I'll just have to watch that another night. Even sometimes I trip across Q and A. I think, nah, mm. not doing that. Well, it's the same reason, you know. Vanessa spends all day doing hardcore research, hardcore mm. thinking, and mm. comes home and just wants to check Facebook before bed so she can. Switch your mind off and yeah. look at some photos and read mm. some funny articles. Hey, I've taken Facebook off my phone. Oh, really? It's given me back my life. <laughs> <laughs> Is that why I'm not seeing any comments on it? Yeah, yeah, because I've taken it off and honestly. So do you check it at work? It means, yeah, I check it. If I'm sitting on a computer, I'll check yeah. it. I haven't been posting as much though either, so it's kind of a bit of a, I should be posting more, but. You know, it just means now I haven't got that thing like, where's my, where's my phone? Where's my phone? Where's my phone? What about Twitter? Is Twitter still on my yeah, phone? Well, not many, no one's home anymore on Twitter much. Mm. Of the old posse? They're the not there crew. anymore. Yeah. It got a little bit, um, um, see, I, I follow a lot, of, a lot of different groups. I've got, like, the political group and I've got, the riders group, mm. I've got the basketball group. Yeah, right. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So there's always sort of one conversation going on. Yeah, right. So I don't really have many dead patches, mm. which I'll find interesting. So how often would you tweet a day, though? Uh, see, I just have it on in the background at work. But it's never on in the background. So there's a conversation going on and it goes, ding, you stop, you know, what? Oh, God, oh, yeah, hilarious. Whoa, yeah. yeah. So I think so you've got to stop I'm, and then you go back. And I'm a very good multitasker. You are not your boy. A lot of the, lot of the stuff <laughs> I do at work is like, like so the design stuff I'll be doing is a lot of copy and pasting and just resizing. It's not particularly um, mind-breaking work. Yeah. So it just sits off in the corner. If there's anything interesting, especially when there's a basketball game on because I get all the – the, the NBA is a really interesting sport in that um, – if anything interesting happens, it's instantly, you know what a vine is? You know, the little... Grape vine, like an aerobics? No, no, it's like a little four-second four, four second video. No. And it just it just repeats and repeats and repeats. What can you get in a four-second video? Uh, well, if someone does something cool, uh, four, 15. One's four. There's two one, two different ones. One's four seconds is like a blink. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. So if something interesting happens, if someone makes a really cool play... Yeah. Then um, it instantly everyone, you know, puts a vine up of it. So you never really, if there's a game on oh, not work, I never miss any of the cool stuff. It always sort of, it always trickles through. Bloody hell! Because unfortunately, all the games are on when I'm at work anymore. That's why I don't mind it when the twins are sick. And I've got to take the day off <laughs> during NBA season because <laughs> I kick back and watch a few games in the morning. Wow. Oh, there you go. Learned something. Yeah, no, I've decided it's a distraction. I don't need social media. 
And then so. you feel a bit disconnected because you think, oh, I haven't done anything for ages. How many nights a week do you recommend you eat out normally? Sort of just once? Twice, mate. Yeah. I'm meant to be going out tonight with Kira to a new bar called, what's it called? The Bloodhound Bar. Mm. In the city? Brunswick Street. I told you I went to that burger place um, down near Rainers. I'm a oh, bit, yeah. I'm a, I'm, I'm a massive burger fan. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it was as cheap as the one you were telling me about in Melbourne, but they were really nice burgers. I reckon we've had this conversation already. No, because I only went there just before the last podcast. Oh. Um. Because I had a, a guy I was working with and we were in that area. And I was like, oh, I've always wanted to go to that burger place. Yeah. No, the, I went to that um, the one in the valley, the Cher Burger. Oh, Cher Burger is what we were talking yeah. about. Yeah. And it was, it was not a really nice burger, but the chips were subpar. I detest paying $6 or whatever they charged me for chips for subpar chips out of a bag. God, look at this thing. I didn't realise the weekend edition has a thing called the Stumble Guide. Huh. Tells you everything that's going on. Well, my new thing's called Stumbler. Ah, right. Didn't realise they had a Stumble Guide. Mm. Oh, well. There we go. So you're going out to eat or just to drink? Um, well, I'd like to eat. <laughs> <laughs> if possible. If possible. Um... Funny. We have, do we have a Pete Evans bar here? Really? Asana by Pete Evans. Like a. Is that like Pete Evans? Or Pete Evans or. Like a bone broth bar. Well, I don't know. Let's have a look. You can go in for a nice cup of stock. Asana by Pete Evans was designed to be a healthy haven for Brisbane foodies. Oh, that's not the 24-hour one, is it? With assistant from Fraser's hospitality consultant, Chef Pete Evans. Oh, it offers a special selection of paleo-inspired meals for breakfast, lunch and dinner. Because what's the one up? Is it the one up, the, up near the barracks that does um, 24-hour healthy food? Is there? Yeah. I don't know whether it's I thought it's there was only right. a Harry's... Diner opening no, for 24 hours no, up there. Well, that was, the, that was the sort of thing. It was like, you know, the anti-Harry's diner. But it, I'm sure it was open 24 hours. Get out. God, we're getting groovy. We've even got a bloody Pete Evans restaurant. You can go and have a shuttle, um, what is it, the wheatgrass juice after a big night. I'm going to have my so-shu cocktails. Gin and so-shu. <laughs> I don't know what bloodhound have to eat, but I'm assuming we'll eat there. Some bar food, trendy bar food. Oh, better not be freaking American. Oh, bit over ribs. I'm over that American stuff. Seriously. Is that what all the pubs are doing? Oh, the Latin American <laughs> fair. Hang on. Ten Lat- roommate. Latin American oh, no, that's- would be a bit different. Oh, they bought you the burrow. The burrow. 
Oh, okay. Latin American fare is crafted by Peruvian chef. Oh, I quite like chicken wings. Chicken wings. Smothered in house chili glaze. To vegan tacos stuffed with Dona Maria cactus. Cactus. Topped with house-made pickled onion and pickled radish. Might just have a bit more cheese, maybe. <laughs> You like a vegan taco. I'm not big on a taco for the stock, to be quite honest. Oh, really? No. So, I've always wondered. I am big on tacos. Mm. Tacos is one of the things we have quite a bit. What what makes it a crunchy taco? Why is a crunchy taco and a soft taco the same thing? Is it just because it's the same base? Isn't one a burrito and one a taco? No, like a lot of places that you see selling a taco is like a, a soft corn taco sort of folded in. Well, I think a taco is just corn, isn't it? Maybe? Yeah. Let's Google I've never, it. I've never really understood it. Let's Google it. it. I thought you'd know all this. Oh, shit, no. I don't like them. Why would I know anything <laughs> about them? I love tacos. There's just something about the crunch that I really like. What? And the fact that you have like... You know, 150 grams of sour cream on every taco. Do you like nachos? Ah, uh, yes. Very much so. What's not to like about nachos? Corn chips. Tomatoes. No, I like them. I just don't eat them really. Lots of mozzarella cheese. Lots of sour cream. Yeah, it's okay if I'm sitting at a pub drinking beer with 50 others to share them with, but I don't like sitting down for for dinner. I guess oh, okay. It's not a meal. No, no, nachos are more a lunch thing. It's a snack thing with mates while you're having a beer. I'm into it in that context. Yeah. I just, it doesn't satisfy me though, like sitting down to a meal. Salsa? Yeah, no, what I get it. A burrito? Same deal. Not, it's like a sandwich, it's for lunch. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear. Well, it doesn't say anything. It just says. A taco is a Mexican dish composed of a corn or a wheat tortilla folded folded or rolled around a filling. Yeah, see, a lot, a lot of recipes you see, especially the sort of American taco thing, is a soft taco, not yeah. a crunchy taco. Mm. But absolutely the best invention is the stand-up taco. Oh, yeah, even from a non-taco. What's the difference between a taco and a burrito? I think size. Burritos are bigger. Oh, it's like brie and camembert, is it? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> this is incisive stuff on our food podcast. What's the difference between a taco and a burrito? What is the difference between a taco and a burrito? Oh, the difference is scale. You're right. Ah, oh, a taco is folded over once and a burrito is rolled. Mm, there you go. God, fuck, I wish they could have bloody... See, Curtis just knows crunchy and soft. I would like a crunchy taco, I would like a soft taco. Yeah, well, there you go. He doesn't care whether it's folded or off because he'll pull it all apart anyway. Yeah. Good. It's really funny watching... Like, Curtis has obviously decided that he likes... doesn't seem to like... Um, Gone away from like so soups, anything that's all mixed up. Yeah. So like. Uh, oh, he doesn't like that. No, no, he likes to see the separate things on his plate so he can eat what oh. he wants and leave the rest. I oh. guess. Um, he's discovered dessert. 
decided he's like dessert. Pussy. So now it's the. I've had enough dinner. I'm, I'm not hungry anymore. I'm ready for dessert. I don't like my dessert now, mate. <laughs> Oh, we're not having we're not having dessert tonight. So, and then you have. Do you have dessert every night? No, no, no yeah. once in a blue moon. But we, because we're trying to um, get the babies back off the bottle, we're giving them custard mm. after dinner mm. to keep the calcium level up. So yeah, babies get dessert. So I want dessert. Yeah, right. I'd be like that too. Custard. Yeah. Um, yes, please. But, what, but you don't want to create the connection that you want him to enjoy his dinner. So you don't sort of want to. So our thing's always been um, you eat as much or as little as you like. You don't have to eat dinner. But that's it. So mm. once you stop eating, it's Yeah, if you don't eat anything, then I'm not going to go and get you a biscuit. You mm. sort of have your dinner. If you, you can. Bed. Yeah. But See, we used to have dessert every night. I mean, so, what happened to that that uh, beautiful uh, old family uh, tradition obesity. of dessert? But we weren't fat. Yeah, because you ran around like a mad person <laughs> all day. Now we all have jobs sitting in front of things and you don't burn enough energy to warrant dessert every day. Mm. See, you, you think if you were... But couldn't you just have a little dessert? Like, whatever happened to it? Remember half a cantaloupe with a small scoop of ice cream in the middle of it? Oh. What happened to that? I quite often, we quite often have. I made that, uh, so I made a, um, I cooked down the Brazilian cherries for the jam and I wanted to try, like an apple crumble but like a slice. I can remember I used to buy it from a bakery, I can't remember where, and it was like a little tiny cube of a slice and so it had like a biscuit base Mm. and it had apple and I think it was they used cherries. And then like a crumble top, mm. and it was real, like really rich. Mm. We had a little sort of actually. I don't know where I got it from. Um, the deli at Rosalie used to sell it. Yeah, right. And I think that would have been good. Um, mm. The French patisserie made it. You know the one at um, Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. That make the really good jam donuts and chocolate donuts. No. Uh, on Racecourse Road. No. The French bakery on Rascals Road. I'm you not from know? over that way. No, oh. don't tell me, really. Yeah, yeah, you've got to go there, get their donuts. They make the best donuts. What, they're better than flour and chocolate? Yep. Get out. Yeah. I would back flour and chocolate in just about anything else except their donuts. God. I'll, I'll text you the name Are of the Are they place. just plain donuts? Please no, don't no. tell me they fill them with bloody salted caramel and shit. Yeah, they've got chocolate <laughs> jam. They do have it's not salted caramel. It's just a standard caramel. Mm. I don't get the caramel one. The chocolate ones are awesome. Yeah. But they've been making them that way way before cronuts and Donut time? Yeah. Mm. Wow. Anyway, so I tried to recreate that and it came out pretty good. The base was probably not um, – sorry, the crumble wasn't as, as crunchy as I would have liked. Mm. I think I put – because I didn't measure anything. I just rolled the blender. Yeah. I don't think I put enough oats and flour in it. So I was having like a little cube of that with one little scoop of ice cream for dessert a couple of times. And that was very nice. Yeah, well, that can't hurt you, surely. Oh, probably not if I went for a run the only kids. Wow. So we don't want to. We don't want to go. Um, don't want to go. Sort of like eat your dinner and you'll get a reward. So yeah. you can't sort of say. You're not getting dessert unless you eat all your dinner because then d- 
dinner is a chore to get through to get to dessert. So, yeah. What's wrong with that? It's a bit of a balancing act. There's yeah, always prizes for doing good. That's all right. That's how life works. <laughs> <laughs> Only a matter of time. <laughs> but it, yeah, so it's really interesting. Like, um, but bolognese. So you know, bolognese, which is like sort of soup. You know, it's all mixed together. Yeah. But just smashes bolognese. It is fresh pasta and mm. bolognese. So mm. that might have something to do with it. But yeah, turn his nose up at the um, the um, lamb shank soup the other night. And we, and we actually got it out and we're like, oh, what, what, why don't you want to have dinner? And sort of grumbled and he's like, and then he finally came out and said, I don't know what's in it. What, you know, what? Isn't um, that weird? When do they come up with that? Yeah. So the next time I do something like that, I think I'll do it when he's there so I can say, you know, here's me putting the pumpkin in, here's me putting the stock in. How old is he? Three. I don't know what's in it. That's yeah. hilarious. And he does like so, you know, chicken and and veggies. He'll eat the chicken and eat the ve- eat the broccoli and and then didn't want the pumpkin and ate the crispy bits because they were really nice crunchy potatoes last night. Ate the crispy bits off the potatoes but left the potato. <laughs> oh, that's funny. You should have made your fan potato. Well, actually, those ones were really nice because I did them really quick. I just smacked them in the water and boiled them really hard <clears> and then got them and smashed them on the top and the bottom mm. um, and put heaps of salt and pepper and some oil and then they got like 10 minutes each side and so where they were all smashed, it was all really yeah. nice and crunchy. Mm. So. God, we've got to stop talking. Can we stop talking about food? I'm really hungry and I've got to go out for Peruvian. <laughs> Have your filled taco oh, salad. I'm probably going to have boiled eggs and sausages. So, oh, I love boiled eggs. Boiled eggs are the best. God. Oh, actually, that was one thing I wanted to ask before we finish up. When you go and eat your cactus taco. Yeah. Mm-mm. Savory dishes for duck eggs. What do you like? Anything that uses eggs. Mm. So obviously. You know, quiche and eggy pies. But is there anything unusual? Like, what about a soup with an egg in it? Well, you can put a soup on top of any, an egg on top of any old soup. You just poach it on the top. You can put it in probably your lamb soup. What about, um, like, a, would a French onion soup go well with egg? Yeah, no. No? What do you want, like, a more, less sweet, more savoury? Well, I would do either, like, it would be really nice with a pan ham soup. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or even like if even if you did chicken and vegetable soup and just poached the egg in the top just before you served it. Yeah. And then you broke it and then all the yolk went through. Mm, Yum. Okay. That'd be good. Nice. Um, what else can you do? I haven't made pan ham soup in ages actually. That might be I only made it on the weekend. I think that's why I'm thinking about it. Um so that would be, be almost breakfasty, wouldn't it? An egg in pan ham mm, soup. It'd be delicious. Or you could do that beautiful, you know, the one where you cook off your tomatoes and whatever, onions and garlic and chorizo or something, and then put your egg in it. Yeah. Just bake it a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I do that for breakfast quite often. I love that. Mm. I have to be careful not to, because I love chorizo, 
Vanessa likes Trisay, but can sort of get a bit sick because I use it yeah. in everything. Yeah. So. Yeah. Me and Ham might be the go though. Might do that on the weekend. Oh, how many? What do you get? What have you got? Ducks. Uh, a lady at Ryan's school has ducks and doesn't eat duck eggs. Perfect. So we just that's why you get them every now and again. Because if Come she gives me she gives Ryan like a dozen every week mm. and I don't do quiche or scrambled eggs for breakfast or something oh. like that, then they sort of build up. I even make a cake with duck eggs are beautiful. Yeah, I don't really you bake. don't really eat cakes, do you? Oh I think I'd eat them. I just don't bake. Don't mm. bake very much. I'm gonna send you the link to that that onion thing though. Oh shit, that sounds amazing. And you'll have to try my potatoes. Yeah. I can't believe I've never heard of it. Gosh, I've learnt lots of things today. You've got cactus tacos to eat any plugs. Oh, God. Cactus tacos. <laughs> You've got to try one. Someone's going to have to try one for next week's podcast. It's not going to be me. I've got to drive home. <laughs> yeah, what am I going to do? See, I hate this. What's today? Wednesday. So I've got to go out for dinner. Yeah. So do I catch an Uber or do I drive? Mm-hmm. What am I going to do? Am I have three drinks or am I just going to have two drinks? Plus you've got to park in the valley. Isn't that like a bit of pain in the eyes? I'm meeting out in the valley. Yeah, I'll just find out where it is. So you use Uber a fair bit? Is it reliable in prison? Yeah, it's great. Yeah, you know, Brad's coming to pick you up in a Subaru. <laughs> He's on his way. Hey, Brad, how you going? I mean, no money. Tra- it's like a friend picking you up because yeah. you're not even giving him any money. No cash. Don't pull any cash. No I'm cash. Like bills to your account. This is not even that awkward exchange of cash. Are you, are you, are you a five-star rated? Well, I would be. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I find it hilarious. I read this thing the other day that said, isn't it funny, this is the world we live in. Uber is the largest taxi company in the world. It doesn't own a cab. Airbnb is the largest hotel company in the world that don't own a hotel. And Facebook is the largest um, content provider in the world and they produce no content of their own. Especially more now because they're doing news articles and stuff. Mm, Amazing. Mm. Um, Mm. I've got no plugs. Um, Just go to iTunes. There'll be, if you go to uh, lantanaland.com, and go to the cheesy page. There'll be a link, an iTunes link, there in the sh- in the show notes for you to go to. And um, gee, that's very convoluted way to get there. Can't you just go into iTunes and just pop in Cheesy Cast? Yeah, five E's. <laughs> cheesy Cast five E's iTunes. Cheesy. I'm going to do cheesy. it. Cheesy, just cheesy five E's. Mm. There you go. And I'll tweet the link with the um. Want to put the the show up on Twitter too? Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Uh, I'll catch you next week, sir. Ciao. Oh, that fire.